They say PowerPoint is a tool for people with no power who are struggling to make a point. There is perhaps no more poignant way to describe what founders do as they flap both their wings and their slides in the form of the startup investor presentation. I'm reminded of a time when I had to do just that, one of the biggest investment funds around, the one and only Andreessen Horowitz. I recall sitting in their waiting room on Sand Hill Road, being as nervous as any founder can be. It didn't help that throughout the lobby, there were framed pictures of atomic bombs exploding. I never quite knew what to make of that. Perhaps it was a not-so-subtle way to display the power this fund yielded, or maybe it was a gentle reminder to the founders not to bomb this very important meeting. In any case, they called me back to the office, and the great startup slide shuffle was about to commence. I was ready and, frankly, pretty excited to be pitching to such a prestigious fund. The receiving partner at the fund, however, well, they were less than pumped. Truthfully, they looked absolutely bored to death and they were barely paying attention. They looked at their phone, they scanned the room, and they searched for anything more engaging than my humble, albeit well-designed slides. Yep, I had lost him, and I wasn't even halfway through my slides. When we finally got to the slide for Total Addressable Market, aka the TAM, I simply blurted out, so, these are a bunch of numbers that I just made up and I put them on a slide for you. I was trying to bring some levity to the room and it did that and much, much more. The partner actually busted up with laughter and said, you know what, you are absolutely right about that. No one ever has the balls to say that here. From that point on, the rest of the meeting was great. The partner was super engaged. The conversations and the questions were flowing naturally. I think I spat out that line because the meeting was going so bad that I had pretty much just given up. Although as I left, I thought, hmm, I might actually get them in this deal and all thanks to one bad joke. Although in reality, I mean, if I could raise money on bad jokes, uh, well, I'm pretty sure that much like Andreessen himself, I would also be a billionaire. I did, however, start to learn something that day when it comes to fundraising. That being that your investor deck, well, I'm sorry to say, it's really meaningless when it comes to your fundraising success. Yes, I know, it seems super important to the founders who toll away endlessly to make them, but to investors, at least the good ones, they really don't matter. You're gonna have to win over investors with much more than slides. So why are we still enduring this silly dance in this day and age? Truthfully, I think it's time to do away with the investor presentation altogether. Unfortunately, I just don't see that happening. Furthermore, I think that founders too often use their slides as a crutch to maneuver their way back and forth rather awkwardly and further and further away from making an actual point. I mean, I maybe don't blame founders, as startup pitching can be pretty stressful, and a founder is already juggling so many thoughts in their head. You might be forgiven for needing a few cheat sheets, of course. So, while I know that I'll never be able to convince the world to do away with investor slides altogether, let's see if we can at least make them a little more useful and, as a result, less painful for us investors to endure. To start, and for your investor meetings, please always ask the investor if they would like you to present slides or just have a discussion. You might be surprised to see how many would just rather prefer a more natural conversation. This is especially true in the case when you've already sent the deck ahead of time, which is probably most of the time. If they are a good investor, then they have likely already read the slides or at least casually perused them. So if you just show up and start reading the slides to them again, it almost guarantees the investor will immediately get bored. They won't say anything and they'll probably let you do your little show, but they are really daydreaming about their next fancy 
fancy dinner or ski holiday, you know, instead of listening to your actual pitch. I have talked about this before in previous rants, but to get investment, you have to win both the heart and the mind of the investor. In other words, it's much better if they get to know you as a person and not a robot who can just recite text from well-rehearsed slides. And getting to know someone, well, that's a two-way street. That takes a little bit of back and forth. Call it what you want, sparring, or maybe even jousting, but that's actually the sign of a great investor meeting. With a lot of back and forth, even when it sometimes feels confrontational, it's a very good thing. You want the investor really engaged and excited about what you're doing. That can really only happen after fruitful discussion and almost never from PowerPoint bingo. Yeah, we get it. Your startup is in the top right quadrant of the competitive matrix. Very exciting. Oh, I see your TAM is very impressive and large. I mean, as I talked about earlier, I've done the same and I've made up a bunch of numbers and put them in a slide, but still, very impressive. You get the point. While there is much song and dance in startup land, there is no tango more elaborate than the investor deck shuffle. Hmm, so I guess I'm still just trying to persuade you to not use the deck, <laughs> but we know that won't happen. It's become too ingrained into the fundraising process and it won't be decoupled so easily. So let's switch from a rant and try to provide a little more help and guidance. First, let's talk about the two different types of decks. Yes, there is two, the email deck and the in-person deck. For the email deck, this is like the teaser, the nipple pinch, or the alluring wink to get someone's attention and hopefully a meeting. It should at the most be five slides with very little text. As you are delivering the deck via email, think that you have about, oh, 10 seconds to get the investor interested. That is especially true if they have no prior experience with you. Well, in that case, maybe you have about three seconds. Can an investor get through 30 slides in three seconds? Of course not, regardless of how well you designed them. For content, it really comes down to just the facts and no forward-looking fairy tales. It should be totally focused on what you have done and what you have learned, not what you may or might not do in the future. For when you have traction, this should be the primary focus. That means don't slap in endless product shots or all those mock-ups you're working on. You simply don't have the time. And as a small side rant, if you only have mock-ups and no traction, should you even be fundraising? Hmm. Listen to my other podcast titled Cold Emailing Investors for more rants on that topic. So yes, for the email deck, exclude all the fluff, those things like TAMs and all the other mental startup gymnastics you founders love to do. When it comes to the call to action at the end or the ask, it should not be for money. Yeah, no shit you're looking for money. That's sort of implied, both by your investor presentation and of course the faint hint of desperation in your voice. So start to think about what else makes for a good closing. Do you want their advice? Do you want to bring them along for the journey? Do you have new learnings or new tech that they simply must get a closer look at? Whatever it is, you need to close strong. Give them a real reason to call you in and not just that you want their money. Oh, and for those with traction, don't be shy to reiterate that at the end once again. That alone can sometimes be enough to pique an investor's interest. Now to the larger or the in-person deck. Oy, so many things wrong with how these are done. I don't even know where to start. And I don't really want to go slide by slide discussing their merits and best practices. There are already so many blogs and templates and other things you can get help with here. Instead, I want to talk about what I think is the most important thing with any deck, especially with regard to decks you use in a pitch meeting. Mainly, that your investor presentation is not a sales presentation. The investor is not going to become a paying customer in most cases at least. So there's no need to oversell the problem and really no need to oversell the solution. 
you really don't want to overwhelm them with product shots and every single tiny feature that you have built. Basically, if you're saying the same exact things in your sales meeting as you are in your investor meetings, you're in big trouble. Instead, in addition to talking up that traction and momentum, talk about why your customers love what you do for them and why they pay you for it. It also really helps if you can talk about why they will pay you more for it over time. So don't tell them all the features, tell investors all the value that you're providing and why that value is unique in the market. This is by far the biggest issue I see when I look at most decks. They have feature bloat, as we would say, much like the software that they might be building. Tons of useless slides that are great for sales meetings, great for selling and talking about nuance, but the investor can't absorb all that nuance. Remember, they might be looking at thousands of decks per year. So you really need to distill it down into what's most important and why it's a match for them. <sighs> of course, fundraising, yeah, it's never easy, especially when you start pitching to big funds like I did, such as Andreessen Horowitz. Oh, and if you're curious, what happened after my meeting? Well, it took them about a week to reply, and the reply was a big fat no. I reached out to an advisor who had set up that meeting to let him know Andreessen was out, to which he replied, yeah, I already knew that. They let me know right after the meeting. That actually hurt a little bit, although I shouldn't be too surprised that either my good slides or my bad jokes didn't get me over the finish line. Of course not. However, I did learn a little bit about working with my advisors and some of the back-channeling that happens in the fundraising process. Really, in this business, it comes down a lot to who you know. For those first-time founders without a network, well, then it probably comes down to more about what you know that others don't. If you can articulate that well in your investor meetings and with or without slides, I think you'll do just fine.